Welcome to the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in cross country, track and field, road running, triathlon, and trail running in the state of Iowa. And now, from the home office in Clive, here is your host, Lance Ferguson. It's Drake Relays week, and that can only mean one thing. We have terrible weather. Uh, greeted this morning by snow, a little uh, brief little snowstorm that uh, has put a little uh, white powder on the ground. And um, so once again, it looks like um, Drake Relays week is going to have some interesting weather. Um, looks like uh, later on in the week, though, uh, once the track events start heating up. It looks like we'll have uh, highs around 60 uh, for the meets and lows in the 40s. So it doesn't look too bad for the relays, but uh, right now it's a little bit uh, depressing seeing snow on the ground for April 19th. Um, I've got my Boston Marathon shirt on today. Today should have been the 125th running of the Boston Marathon, and I should be in Massachusetts right now, but I have to wait for a few more months until October 11th when the race will be held. Actually, if you're uh, if you're in that mindset of of uh, running Boston, a reminder that tomorrow is the sign up day for Boston Marathon. It's a three day sign up, and uh, it's not first come first serve. It is. Um, over those three days, and you do have to have that qualifying time, and you better have a good time that's well under uh, your time standard because there's a limit of 20,000 people for the Boston Marathon this year. So I've got my blue and yellow shirt on today to commemorate Boston. Um, so anyway, on this podcast today, got a lot going on. We'll be talking about uh, the Drake Relays, um, specifically the attendance limits. I've seen a lot of stuff on social media, um, disappointed people. Wanted to put uh, my two cents worth in on that. Um, we're going to look back at a uh, final recap of the Blazing 10K, just uh, where that perspective is for that. And then we've got some good uh, uh, meets over the weekend and events. So I'll be uh, checking in on IM 70.3 Florida. Um, the uh, Some excellent racing at the Virginia Challenge in Charlottesville over the weekend. Iowa State among the teams there. Uh, also have another Husker Big invite. Um, that was down in Texas. And then uh, the KT Woodman uh, in Wichita, just to name a few. So a lot to get to and um, on the recaps. But first, we have to go to the news. Let's continue with the Drake Relays theme. Uh, tickets were released to the public for this year's relays on Thursday, April 15th, and they were limited general public ticket sales of about 3,000 reportedly for an 18,000 seat stadium. That's a big problem, and the tickets got snatched up quickly. One of the problems with that is that the people attending the Thursday high school session were not able uh, to go, and they are the parents of kids uh, who are competing in the relays. It's unfortunate, um, but again, I, I have to feel like Drake is probably doing the right thing. We are in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we do have problems nationwide still with outbreaks. Michigan's hospitals are filling up quickly. Uh, they are short on beds there. Florida just had a uh, big outbreak down there because of spring breakers and doing a super spreaders, uh, parties and events. So it's not still going away. And the fact that they limited the attendance of, to about one-sixth of capacity, to me, seems like the right move. So somebody's got to lose out on that. Um, it's unfortunate they didn't probably hold back some tickets for the high schoolers on Thursday. Maybe that might have been a, a good idea. But... Um, but the, this is just the way it worked. 
Um, so I, I, I won't get too wishy-washy about it, but I did look at, say, for instance, NBA attendance, which is very similar, very much public sporting events. And three NBA teams right now have averages of over 3,000 fans per game. It's Utah at 3,600, the Orlando Magic at 3,500, and then the Houston Rockets at 3,100. There's about nine or ten NBA teams that haven't even allowed fans into their uh, games. So for Drake to, say for instance, open it up to 6,000 or 8,000 fans, it was, I think it's responsible on their part. Um, they don't want a number, a dozen or or. 20 people coming down with COVID-19 during their sporting event. I get that. It makes sense. Um, so Blake Bolden, I think, is doing the right thing. And he's doing it by also giving us unprecedented TV coverage and uh, coverage by the Internet. Um, they are... For the first time, going to have this is good news. Eight hours of high school competition that'll all be uh, televised um, between a partnership and MediaCom, RunnerSpace.com, and USA Track and Field. Uh, fans can watch the full eight hours of high school competition on MediaCom 22, simulcast with the live stream on RunnerSpace.com. So that's fantastic. We can still watch the high school coverage. And you won't have to freeze out, out, outside as well. Uh, media comes, of course, in about 300 Iowa communities. And um, so it's a good thing. And, of course, Drake is having their usual time window on Saturdays where they're going to have a two-hour window uh, for NBC SN's coverage as well, in addition to the runnerspace.com. So, so Drake does have a good TV um broadcast component to this and for those people who will not be able to get tickets tickets were very difficult it's unfortunate people weren't able to get it let's hope that next year we'll have a full stadium and we can go back to some normalcy but under the circumstances i believe blake bolden and the drake officials did pretty close to about as well as they could have, given the situation. Let's go back to the blazing 10K now. And Tyson Whelan of, uh, of Team Run Ablaze has put out an interesting little uh, nugget here on Instagram um, uh, last week, um, uh, talking about the World Athletics um, Organization. They put out the top uh, race times uh, for 2021, and it's very early in the season, but... Um, this blazing 10K from a week ago um, has produced uh, the number 32 time in the nation from uh, Minnesota Distance Elite's Joel Reichow. Um, he ran um, that day 29.13. And then um, uh, Run Ablaze's Austin O'Brien has the 42nd best time in the world. Um, he ran 29.19. And then the Kansas City Smokes' Joe Moore has the 44th best time of 29.20. Um, and uh, the top 100 also includes um, Minnesota Distance Elite's Kevin Lewis. He checks in at 55th um, at 29.30. So it is early in the season. But just to uh, reiterate that some of these times um, do stack up very well uh, worldwide, even though we haven't had too many 10Ks. Uh, on the women's side, uh, Dakota Lindworm's time... Um, She's, that's even better. Um, she's got the top time nationally um, uh, for this early season, and she's also 39th in the world. She's a Minnesota distance elite runner. So um, just a little perspective about how good uh, that race was. Um, the the uh, individual who was winning that race, Brianna Saraki, had to pull off in the final mile. Um, a Minnesota distance elite um Newsletter this week showed that um, she is doing well. Um, there was uh, no tear in her plantar fasciitis when they did an imaging test. So she's uh, on the re road to recovery um, from that strain of the plantar fascia. Um, 
So there's no timetable for her return, but at least there's no damage there. So um, hopefully in the next um, couple weeks, she'll be back um, running again competitively. Um, hate to see that injury. Um, and in, in that uh, newsletter, we also um, heard a little bit why former Iowa State runner Ann Frisbee is not um, running. Annie's had a foot injury for a while. Um, she finally got the all clear on her last foot x-ray, she says, and she's running consistently for about seven weeks. So hopefully later on this spring, she'll be back to racing again, even though she doesn't have any on the schedule. So that's an update on Annie Frisbee. Um, she had uh, some very good seasons with the Cyclones in Ames. Um, and then my last little bit of news nugget is on Stanley Com Kebenet. Um Stanley, a former Iowa Central runner who has gone on to great things in the steeplechase world. Um, he's run, uh, of course, in the world stage, then um, world championships. Um, he announced on Instagram last week that he has a new Hoka One One sponsorship deal. And Stanley is not a guy who uh, does a whole lot on social media. Um, in fact, this Hoka One One uh, announcement is his first uh, on his Instagram account. But he says, uh, I'm looking a big thank you to Hoka as he prepares for my Olympic journey. I am lucky to have joined a great company led by a great team that cares about the athletes' careers as well as their welfare. So um, that's good to see him get a new shoe deal uh, with Hoka. And as he points uh, toward the upcoming Tokyo Olympics in July. Um, so there's your news for the day. That sound lets you know it's time for a flashback. And since this is Drake Relays Week, I wanted to talk about... Uh, the Drake Relays 10-kilometer race, which got its start back in 1988 and ran through until 1992. Uh, back in those days, uh, they threw out a lot of money at this. Uh, they brought in a lot of uh, top talent from around the world. $80,000 was offered in prize money uh, from 1989 uh, until 1992. The first year was kind of a, well, let's say call it an experimental year. Um, and that race um, did bring in Bill Rogers and Priscilla Welch, Boston Billy, the former uh, Boston Marathon and New York City great, as well as Priscilla Welch, who, uh, uh, of course, had won a number of different races uh, on the world stage. Um Boston Billy at that time was 40 years old and Priscilla Welch was 43. Uh, Rogers ended up running 33.52 on a very warm day that um, that race started at 11.45 that morning and then Welch ran 35.30. The race was won by Des Moines' own Mike Carney. He was a former Luther College runner. He won in 30.36 and then former Iowa State runner Suzanne Youngberg was the winner in 34.58. The next year in 89, I remember running in that. Um, both races, 88 and 89, um, the, the competitors all started inside the stadium, uh, inside Drake Stadium. I thought that was the coolest thing, that we were standing there on the Blue Oval and all these uh, fans were watching us as we started out and ran out of the stadium. It was kind of, uh, it was kind of a L.A., uh, Olympic Memorial type of feel to it, you know, having just won the, uh, having just saw the 1984 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles just a few years earlier. I just kind of had that feeling like, you know, this might be my only chance to ever run on the, on the uh, Drake Blue Oval. And why was I there? Well, because uh, I did not qualify for Drake that year. I was a sophomore at Buena Vista University. I was not good enough to, to run at the relays, so uh, my coach said, well, why don't you run the 10,000? So I did. I lined up that year, and um, and um, I remember waiting for the starting gun 
and hearing my name yelled from somebody in the stands, hey, Bergeson, go get him. And, and I looked up and it was my former uh, it was my former high school coach, Vern V.A. Hill. Uh, Vern was coaching at Valley at the time. Um, he was coaching track and um, wrestling. Um, he was my coach at Webster City. I remember him encouraging me. But that was such a cool day that day, um, just standing on the track. Uh, the weather was, I remember it was very windy, not too bad for running, about 45 or 50 degrees, but very windy. And uh, Yobis Andieke, the former Iowa State runner, ran an unbelievable 27.46 time that day as um, he was one of 18 men who broke 30 minutes. That was phenomenal. And the women's winner was Janice Klecker, who ran 32.10. So those were the early days of the Drake 10 kilometers. They ended up changing it later to an 8K, which was, I just loved that, uh, that distance um, and that course uh, when they had it on Saturday mornings. And now, of course, this year, because of uh, pandemic, which should have been had, they should have had a 10K, but because of the numbers, they wanted to eliminate uh, too many crowds. They had a 5K and a and a half marathon this year. But that's kind of my recollection from those years, 88 to 89, when um, the Drake 10K. They threw a lot of money at that race, and a lot of big names came to race in Des Moines on the Blue Oval. Alrighty, let's move on now to the weekend update of the finest performances from Iowa athletes um, from the distance running and triathlon world. And we'll start in triathlon. We don't usually do that, but um, we had two great performances from two former Iowa residents on Sunday at Ironman 70.3 Florida. You had uh, Matt Hansen and Leslie Smith both finishing runner-up uh, in the event, uh, which includes a 1.2-mile swim, a 56-mile bike, and a 13.1-mile half marathon. Um, Hansen's was particularly impressive because he was fourth place a week ago at Ironman Texas. So you know, trying to stack two of those great performances together is very difficult, but like he said, uh, I think on Instagram, he said, you know, I, I, I do turn around really well. I do, uh, I'm, uh, I'm pretty good at it, uh, big efforts, and he showed that. Um, he had the best run time of 110.38 to almost catch the winner, Bart Arnarts, Arnarts, Arnarts of Belgium. Bart was timed in 347.42 and Hansen's was 348.20. Um, the difference really was Hansen was um, way better out of the swim in 27.52 for the 11th best time. Arntz was 16th, um, about, uh, well, a minute and 45 seconds close to it behind. But Arntz had a phenomenal bike time. Um, comparatively, um, he was, uh, he was four minutes ahead of Hanson who had a 204.43 bike time, which was ninth best, but Arntz was, had the third best time. And so he built up a gap. And even though Hanson had that 110.38 half marathon, Arntz was able to hold on with a 113.02, which is very solid, uh, for the half. So, uh, Hansen with another strong performances performance. He's out in the Denver, Colorado area now. Um, former Buena Vista wrestler uh, and athlete, and then Leslie Smith, a former Iowa City resident. I believe a runner-up finish is the best in an Ironman event ever for for Leslie. So uh, great effort for her. Um, she. Like Hansen, lost too much time on the bike. She lost over five minutes to the winner, Emma Pallant. Um, and um, and, uh, and Smith ended up 417 behind Pallant after being clocked in 423.05. So that bike time really cost her. Um, Leslie did have the um, fourth best swim time of 28.57. So um, excellent 
performances by both of those former Iowans. Uh, moving on to the track now, uh, the Virginia Challenge in Charlottesville. We had Iowa State performing there, and we had a former Cyclone also performing there. I haven't heard this uh, gal's name in quite a while, but Amanda Vestry, uh, she transferred from Iowa State a couple years ago, and she's now running for Syracuse. She won the 10,000 meters with a new meet and track record by running 32-43, um, and she beat an NC State runner by over 40 seconds to get the win. Uh, I didn't realize that Vestry was the ACC Indoor 5,000 meter champion. Um, she was doing her first 10,000 uh, for the orange. Um, that time, by the way, 32.43 is just four seconds off her personal best, which she set at the Stanford Invitational while she was running in the Cyclone Maroon and Gold colors. Um, and if you're wondering, she's probably on her way to nationals. Um, that time ranks third nationally. Um, uh, it, for the 10,000, so it's a good uh, good time for her, and um, well, she's doing well over over at Syracuse. Um, the Iowa State men did have some quality performances. Let's go to redshirt freshman Gable Sapirda. He's a former Central Lion George Little Rock prep, made his debut in the 3,000-meter steeplechase, a winning one. He took over with about five laps to go. Um, and um, took the lead for good um, in the final thousand meters, according to Iowa State Athletics, and um, brought home the win in 8.51.41. That time um, looks like it's 13th in NCAA Division I, um, and he's only one of those people that's beating him is teammate David Two, um, and that time by Gable um, is number nine in Iowa State history for the steeplechase. Iowa State doesn't have as great of a steeplechase history as they do with, say, for instance, the five thousand and ten thousand and fifteen hundred. But they're getting stronger with guys like uh, Gable Sapirda on the roster. Um, we also got to mention uh, Thomas Pollard. Um, he recently went under five, uh, 14 minutes in the 5,000 for the first time, and then he broke uh, uh, the barrier, another barrier. He went sub-29 in the 10,000 meters. Um, so <laughs> he finished fourth, looks like. Um, Looks like, we've been, yeah, fourth place, 2859.91, so just getting under 29. So he's uh, broken, he's gotten under two barriers uh, this year, uh, breaking uh, 14 for the 5,000, and then now uh, breaking um, 29 for the 10,000. So great job by the former Gilbert High Prep, who's... Um, a senior at Iowa State uh, athletically. His teammate, J Jeff Peterson, um, he's a sophomore uh, from Rhode Island. Uh, he finished 10th uh, uh, in section one of that 10,000 uh, after running 1439. Um, that was a good performance for him, a huge uh, personal best. Um, by about 20 seconds. So the sophomore did well. Um, that 10,000 uh, Invitational, by the way, was won by Florida State's Adrian Welchett. That name sounds a little familiar. He was runner-up at the NCAA Cross-Country Nationals um, to the um, Connor, Connor Mankin? Connor, oh, his last name escapes me right now. Uh, but he finished runner-up to the BYU kid. Um, uh, so uh, Pollard did not lose to a bad runner, in other words. And, and Wildshit ran 28-25. So, um, so the Cyclones have some real strength at the 10,000 meters, uh, 
not only with Wesley kept to and Edwin uh, Kurgat, but now Pollard throwing his name in the mix with a really good performance. Um, and uh, Sapirda, by the way, uh, and Pollard both ran the week before at the Duncan Relays. Uh, Sapirda uh, led a 1-2-3 cyclone finished last week at Drake Stadium, uh, running the 1500 in 352.72, and then Pollard uh, was fifth in that race in 356.34, and actually Peterson also ran in that 1500, 354.02. So both guys coming back, all three guys coming back from uh, a good effort the week before. So uh, that's phenomenal to see them bounce back. Um, the Cyclones also had one other runner at the Michael Johnson Invitational uh, hosted by Baylor in Waco, Texas. This was an event where Athing Moo of Texas A&M uh, set the NCAA record of 157.73. Um, she's a Texas A&M runner. Um, but in that race, Maggie Davis of the Cyclones ran 216 to finish 30th. So that's Iowa State's performance from the weekend. They'll be, of course, uh, along with uh, Drake, Iowa, and you and I at, uh, at the Drake Relays. Let's jump over now to the KT Woodman Classic in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, Drake was there to compete, and Adam Fogg continued what could be called an assault on the Drake record book. He won the 1,500 meters there in 344.12. That's third fastest finish from the Australian in program history. And second, according to Drake University, second fastest since 1981. Uh, not only did he win, but uh, sophomore Isaac Baston, teammate, was third in 348. And then uh, Ryan Schweizer, former Dowling Catholic prep uh, and transfer from Notre Dame, was a grad student at Drake. He was fourth in 348.45. Really good distance performances there. Adam Fogg is a junior. Uh, according to Drake, um, ac uh, athletically this spring. Um, so they had uh, six first-place finishes uh, on the day, <coughs> including uh, Fogs. Um, 5,000-meter women um, was won by former Griswold prep, Rebecca Topham of Wichita State. Um, she's been... She's won just about every award you can during, in the American Athletic Conference. Um, she ran a time of 16.30, uh, 57. Um, that, according to Wichita State, is the third fastest time in the conference this year. Um, <clears throat> she took a little break from her steeplechase duties to, to, to win that. And she was over a minute ahead of Drake's Elizabeth Ajo, a senior ran 1731 and then Millie Brettel, another senior, ran 1751 in that 5,000 meters. Um, moving on to the, uh, well, let's go to the women's 1500, where Brooke Mullins, the Drake freshman, also from uh, Australia, battled, gave uh, Wichita State standout Winnie Koskai a phenomenal battle uh, before Koske pulled out the win in 439.05. Mullins ran 440.87. Um, she's had a phenomenal freshman year. And then Anastasia Kirillov, uh, a freshman from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Buenos Aires. Um, she ran 445.16. Good performances there for the women. And then uh, Maximilian Friedrich, um, good to see him back. He's been out for a while. Uh, not sure what the problem with him has been, but he's a Drake senior. Uh, he finished fourth in the 5,000 meters in 1457. Um, so he just got under the 15-minute mark. And then I did want to mention that Indian Hills um, was there. And um, their runner, Nick O'Connor, finished 10th. Um, he was their leader in 1508, which qualifies him for nationals. Easily gets him to nationals, so good for him. Um, Iowa had another big 
uh, invite. This time was the Husker uh, invite down in Texas. That's that's the pandemic era we're in. Uh, a, an event hosted by Nebraska held in Texas. Um, but that's what we've got. It was in Prairie View, Texas. And uh, former Davenport Assumption runner Mallory King, a week after making her 1,500 debut, uh, running a fine 428, she ends up winning the 800 in 208.71. Um, her teammate Claire Pitcher was 7th in 211.1. Former Waukee athlete Logan Ackeson was 13th in 215.08. And then you had Katie Moore at 215.93. So uh, the Hawkeyes loading up in the 800 meters. Um, that was the best performance from the women. Uh, for the men, you've got, let's, let's point out Daniel Soto um, leading off the Hawkeye men here. Um, he ran the number two performance ever in Iowa history. For the 10,000 running 28.48.18. Um, uh, obviously a PR for uh, Daniel. Um, and um, <laughs> he had an interesting, really interesting comment um, on Twitter. He says, I, last night I ran 28.48.18 in the 10K. As recent as 2016, that time would have put me on top five of the NCAA qualifying list. As of today, I'm not even top 25 this season. The West Regional 10K is about to be more competitive than the NCAA championship some years. Dot, dot, bring it on. I like his attitude. Um, he knows he's got to keep improving, but, um, but he's, definitely, um, <laughs> he's definitely throwing down some good times, the uh, former Valley Tiger. Um, his teammate, Noah Healy, um, also ran a PR of 29.56.3. That's number nine all-time in Hawkeye history. Good uh, performance by him. And then Nick Tratner was seventh in 30.46, which is also a PR. Um, Tyson Vandraska, moving on to the men's 800. Uh, he uh, ended up second in, the, in that race in 150.11. We'll talk about that 150 later on. That will have meaning. Um, he's a former, you know, like I said, Cedar Rapids prep, finishing runner-up. Um, Tyler Olson, former Muscatine prep, also ran a PR, 151.33. Uh, and then Alex Still, a former Woodbury Central runner, was sixth in 151.53. Very close together, of course, for just a short run like the 800. Um, then you had 11th, uh, Spencer Goodgell in 152.82, Jason Hoffman in 12th, 153.15. So the Hawkeyes um, had five runners with uh, really good times. Remember that 150.11 time, um, because that will be interesting later on. Um, the Hawkeye men also sent out couple really good performances. Well, 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 we'll say one. In the 5,000, that was by senior Nathan Malenik. Um, he's known for his steeplechasing. Um, he's been an all-conference performer in the steeplechase. Moves up to the 5,000, ends up running 1354.15. That's a PR by over 15 seconds, and it's number two all-time in program history. So great job by Nathan. He's from the, um, he's from Michigan, um, so he's uh, getting that extra year and making it count. Um, and Connor Sommer, who's uh, from the Bettendorf area, I think he's a former PV runner, he ran a PR of 15-14. Um, on to the, the 1500, where Cal Lewis was third in a PR of 343-42. And that time is number two uh, all-time in program history. So great, great running by Cal Lewis. I believe he's a freshman. Uh, did not verify that before I started this, but nevertheless, pretty certain he is. Um, not from Iowa, though. Um, and then the women's 5,000, you had 
This is good to see. Uh, Emma Gordon, former Ankeny Centennial prep. Emma Gordon um, ended up 16th in 1707. Um, that is more than a PR. Uh, that is way more than a PR. That, uh, that's a minute, over a minute off her PR. Uh, great uh, run by her. Um, and she's coming off... Um, a uh, let's see, she, she came off two races a week ago where she PR'd um, in the 800 meters running 217 and then uh, the 1500 434. So she's PRing all over the place, and that's 16th place in 1707. Um, she did well to do there. Uh, so that's Iowa's results at the big invitational. Um, in Texas, ironically. Uh, that makes a lot of sense, but like I said, that is the way we are in pandemic times. Um, you and I, they were competing at the Gibson Invitational in Terre Haute. Um, Want to uh, spotlight Paige Holub there, uh, former Monticello prep. She won the 3000 steeplechase in 1104. Um, so good win for her and um, her teammate, uh, Maya Rampton. Um, she was fourth in 11-28-94. Um, Maya is a former Dubuque senior runner. And then you had um, another Panther, Tess Rorda, former Pella High prep. She ended up sixth in that race in 11-35-97. Um, in the men's 3,000 steeplechase, you had Northern Iowa sophomore David Holsinger, who finished fifth in that race in 10.09.81. And David is a former Dubuque Hempstead prep. And then um, Seb Gerhardt, former Cedar Falls prep. He uh, went to school there and went to college in Cedar Falls. Now he's a UNI senior. He was sixth in the 800 meters in 151.94. And grad student and teammate Walcott, um, he's from the Illinois. He was seventh in 152.35. So that's UNI's top results from the Gibson Invitational in Terre Haute. Um, we have the War Eagle Invitational, one result here to mention, and that's a uh, phenomenal uh, PR for Kelsey Schweizer, former Dowling Catholic runner. Um, she finished fourth in that race, 207.89. Uh, she was topped by her teammate, Corinna Liz, who was third in 206.86, but that's a huge PR for Schweizer, and now she's in the top 10 all-time in the Missouri record book. So uh, following uh, big sister Carissa and doing well um, for, the, uh, for the Tigers uh, in the 800 meters at, at uh, the War Eagle Invitational hosted by Auburn. Uh, the Sioux City Relays were back after a year away. They were, they're always held, uh, usually traditionally, right, the weekend before the Drake Relays. Pandemic took them down, um, so it was nice to see them back. Uh, and, um, well, you've got uh, a couple of, uh, well, you got one Sioux City native, uh, Merga Gamita, who picked up the victory. He's a redshirt sophomore for the University of South Dakota. He won uh, the 5,000 meters in 1452. Um, he um, took the lead fairly early in that race and got the win uh, by about 12 seconds over a Sioux Falls runner. So W for the former Sioux City North uh, runner. Uh, in the women's 5,000, <coughs> you had um, Helen Gold, former Valley runner, um, who was... Runner-up in the women's 5,000 in 1802.16. Uh, good run for her. Um, in the women's, uh, well, let's go to the men's 800, where uh, Dort College's Matthew Van Epps beat them all. He beat all the uh, NCAA runners. Um, 
the Dort Senior ran 150.30. I told you that uh, time would come up again. Van Epps beats guys from Augustana, Dort, Dakota State, South Dakota State, including Riley Bauer, who's an Iowan. He was fifth for South Dakota State. But uh, he's a North Union runner, uh, Riley Bauer. But anyway, Matthew Van Epps with the win. He's a senior. Um, and But it wasn't a meet record. He's still uh, just over a second off that meet record. Um, <clears throat> then you had... Um, Another uh, NAIA uh, runner in Emily Funderman. Uh, she's a senior at Morningside who uh, took second in that race for the 800 in 216.88. She was just behind a South Dakota runner who ran 216.21. Then you had um, two more uh, Dort runners in third and fourth uh, Mika Koistra, a junior in 217.93, and Annika Rick. Um, a senior from Dordan, 218.1. Two other results of note at the Sioux City Relays. In the 3,000-meter men's steeplechase, you had Dort Jr. Nicholas Veldhorst taking fourth in 9.41. And then um, in the women's 10,000, Dort sophomore Taylor Anima, who was runner-up in 37.28. The winner ran uh, 37.20. Um, so that's uh, the results from out in Sioux City. Um, Wartburg and Loris squared off at the Augustana College Meet of Champions over in Rock Island, Illinois. I've run on that track before, um, and it's, an, it's, it's a nice uh, facility there. And we had a phenomenal uh, duel in the 10,000 meters between Wartburg Sr., Record breaker Joe Freeberger and Run Ablaze Iowa's Devin Albaugh. Albaugh just uh, nipped uh, Freeberger at the finish. Albaugh, a former Pleasant Valley High runner, um, he lives in the Quad Cities. Uh, he ran 29.56.34 and Freeberger ran 29.56.99. Uh, Freeburger is from the Dubuque area. Um, and uh, Freeburger, he owns the Warburg outdoor record of 29.36 earlier um, this month at the Loris Invite. Um, uh, so that was a phenomenal 10,000. Former Ankeny prep, uh, Jay Mixdorf, um, he was running unattached and he finished third in 30.56. Good time by him. And then Run Ablaze's Dan Freshel mentioned him a couple times on this podcast for results also running attached but he's a run a blaze guy finished 31 58 so fast uh, 10,000 meters on Friday night uh, at Augustana then they came back on Saturday and um, Mike Jossa of Loris um, well he ran the fastest 800 meters in the country so far um, he ran, depending on who you believe, he either ran 150 flat or 159.99. Uh, um, but anyway, it's a school record um, for uh, Loris by Mike Jassa. Um, he wins it in 150. And like I said, uh, that time would come up again. So you've got two small schools uh, beating uh, Division I uh, programs. Um, <laughs> uh, Division One uh, Iowa programs, um, uh, Iowa and Northern Iowa. So uh, really great achievements, and that's why they're making this podcast. Um, winning time by him. And then um, in the 5,000, you had a, a, a really good uh, effort by Wartburg's Matt Heinzman. He was the winner um, in 1429. That's fifth all time. And then um, Loris's Luke Gudrimson, um, he was second in that race in 1437. That's uh, seventh best all-time in Loris history. Um, and then you had some more Wartburg guys. 
breaking 15 minutes. Morgan Fairburn, he ran 14.50. And then a couple freshmen uh, right out of the gate, Sam Schmitz and Jacob Green, running 14.51 and 14.52. And then um, also in the top 10, uh, Loris Freshman, another freshman, Ryan Harvey, goes 14.56. So a fast, fast 5,000 in Rock Island um, there. Uh, the 3000 steeplechase um, was won by Christopher Collett of Warburg in 921.83. That's a top 10 time, all time for uh, for the Knights. And then um, you had um, another Warburg runner, Aubrey Fisher, uh, winning the 5000 meters for women with the fourth best time in Warburg history at 1657.93. Um, her teammate, Corinna Collett, uh, a junior, uh, ran 1739. She was uh, third, I believe, and then Natalie Paulson, a freshman and former Dallas Center Grimes prep, was fourth in 1754. Uh, Fisher is a, a sophomore for Warburg and a former AGWSR of Ackley runner. Um, so the Warburg distance runners, again, looking good, and they helped lead uh, Warburg to the team title at that event. Um, the Warburg men finished first out of eight teams, and um, and the uh, women also um, defeated uh, seven other teams, so they took the team titles. Um, I should also mention that... Um, there was a good performance by uh, a Luther runner in the women's uh, 1500. Uh, Amelia Hornseth, a senior, uh, she ran 448.31 for the Norse. So good, good run by her, uh, finishing third. Uh, the Mustang Open um, was held by Mount Mercy over the weekend. And... Um, we had some good performances here by Iowa Community College runners. Got a lead off here with Sam Mickelson, the freshman from Hawkeye Community College. Uh, Mickelson won the 1500 meters in 405.7 and then turned around and finished second in the 3000 meter steeplechase in 952.52. Mickelson is a former East Dubuque prep standout. The winner in that 3,000 steeplechase was Aaron Golding, a senior from Mount Mercy in 950.54. Um, the 10,000 produced a really good um, good event here for uh, runners trying to qualify for junior college nationals. One of those people doing it was North Iowa's Melvin Kempkamboy, um, Freshman from North Iowa Area Community College ran 32-21 to get the victory. Iowa Central's Hunter Klamek, um, he's a freshman, ran 32-33. And then Chris Lavario, another freshman, ran 32-37. All of those are national qualifying times. Uh, for Iowa Central, you had other um, fantastic performances as well. Um, Lilia Alvarez won the 3,000 steeplechase in a meet record time of 1140.23. She's a freshman, and she won by almost 30 seconds in that race. Um, You had Andrea Ertz and uh, Kelsey Hundorf, both um, from Marion uh, High School, uh, picked up wins for Mount Mercy. Um, Ertz is a senior. She won the 800 215.61. That's a Nationals qualifying time. And then um, Kelsey Hundorf, a uh, sophomore, uh, won the 1500. Only person to run under five minutes. She ran 459.02. Um, and then one other result, Iowa Central freshman Robin Aguiar Gonzalez was the winner in the men's 800 in 156.23. So that's the Mount Mercy Mustang Open uh, held on the weekend. Um, Iowa Western 
to finish off the outdoor track and field report, they went to Emporia State University for the Midwest Classic there. And Iowa Western Sam Hydro got the win in the 800 and 154.05. And his teammate Jonas Mogos, Mogos was second in 154.34. There's your track and field roundup. But I'm not done yet. I've still got road racing, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Um, it was the Drake Relays Road Races on Sunday, and you had Tyson Wheeland of Run a Blaze Iowa uh, turned around after running in the Blazin 10K the week before. He ends up getting the victory in 15.03. He's a former Johnston High and Iowa Central runner, and he was four seconds ahead of former Dowling Catholic uh, prep Jason Thomas. Um, Jason also runs for Run a Blaze. Um, the women's 5K winner was former Waukee um, girls runner Rachel Brush. Um, she was wearing a Nebraska Cornhuskers jersey, used to be a Cornhusker runner. She won that race very easily in 1850 on the women's side. And she had a funny little comment on Twitter. She said, it may not have been the way I originally planned, but I finally got to wear the Nebraska jersey on the blue oval blue track. Um, the women's half marathon winner was former Dowling Catholic and Mizzou, um, Missouri track and field athlete, Hannah Thomas. Hannah was fourth overall and the women's winner in 123.38. Couple other races to note, Clear Lake held the Earth Day 5K and 10K and former University of Iowa runner Benjamin Lloyd was the winner in 34.42. And coming in 40 seconds later was Tyler Sullivan of Iowa City in 35.22. And then you had um, the Keywash Trail uh, race in Washington, Iowa. A really good 10K time was put in uh, for trails. Again, remember, these are on trails. Uh, Casey Menti of Tipton who's age 41. He was the overall winner in 38.58. And then the 5K winner um, had an, uh, also had a very good time. Bryant Raider, 30-year-old uh, from Knoxville, was the winner in 18.16. And then the overall winner uh, was a good time as well. Miranda Hamas of Newhall, Iowa. That's a, that's a town I've never heard of. Newhall, Iowa. She was the winner in 2041 in the Keywash Trail race in Washington, Iowa. So there is your lot for weekend running in Iowa. And what we got coming up is what else? The Drake Relays. We've talked about them a lot. Those are on tap this week. It all starts on Wednesday with the USA One Mile Road Championships. We'll have uh, some of the best from the U.S. running in that, and that will lead into Thursday's prep competition. And then Friday and Saturday, the pros and the colleges will be at it. Should be some great running, and I'll have a lot of reports from that next week. Join me then. Until then, happy running, everyone.